They're loading into the barriers. Moods, Mytho, Rog and the Rain Man. And they're underway for Moody on the Mic. Hello and welcome to another edition of Moody on the Mic. High drama in the Moody on the Mic set this morning. I'm Roger Aldridge. Joining me right next to me at the Emerald Hotel in South Melbourne. Peter Moody. G'day, Moods. Melbourne's racing hotel, Rog. Uh, parts of Melbourne flooded this morning. We've had to divert and we've had to mix it up a little bit. We've got uh, Mytho down at Rosemont Stud Series. We've got the Rain Man in office in Brisbane and you and I hold up here in Melbourne. At a pub at nine o'clock on a Thursday morning. Where else would you rather be? Uh, Talk about rain, man. What about the rain in Melbourne? It's been horrendous. I've driven two hours to end up where I started, back at the farm. There were floods on the west gate. It's been an absolute disaster. Racing is in turmoil. They've called them off at Kyneton. What's next? Hello, rain man. How's how's, How's the weather in Brisbane, mate? It's actually a bit average as well, a bit overcast, but uh, not as bad as uh, what's going on in Melbourne there. So it looks as though we'll be dealing with uh, wet crackers on Saturday. I wouldn't think it'd be significant. I think the forecast for tomorrow. Is, off, I think. The forecast for tomorrow is good. Good news. F- Flemington drains that well uh, these days, or all these tracks do. So just checking the forecast. Oh, still a few showers tomorrow. We should be right, though. as you mentioned. Flemington does drain well, but uh, obviously high drama, as we mentioned, on the on the roads around Melbourne and with the weather. But uh, high drama also in the Catalyst camp and a few, uh, the camp of a few uh, star horses over the last 24 to 48 hours. Catalyst is headed back to New Zealand out of the All Star Mile. Uh, Elise is the first emergency can go in. Uh, but not going to take a spot. Probably won't take the spot because Godolphin's got uh, obviously flipped there a second emergency, possibly getting a, a run. I mean. It's a, a big blow for Catalyst, but uh, perhaps uh, below the best? Yeah, well, I, um, you know, disappointing out the way he ran the other day, but he's pulled up with jarring and, and bone bruising in, in all his fetlocks, uh, all four fetlocks, so he's returning home to New Zealand. That was well below what was expected because his Hayes run was tremendous, and uh, obviously he just didn't fire on Saturday, so uh, he, he's off. But uh, I think there's a few. Uh, Soul Patch, unfortunately, went amiss during the week and looks like he's been retired. Uh, and late news overnight, Super Seth has been withdrawn from the Australian Guineas, uh, the Randwick Guineas, uh, where he was ruling favourite. Now, where's that leave his current preparation? Um, you know, I'm not too sure. He, uh, you know, does he... Is he still able to go on to the rider, or is that the end of his preparation as well? So, uh, yeah, fair bit of news with our star three-year-olds at the moment. Mm, uh, it's a worry, isn't it? Um, the, you know, the, the Super Seth news is really uh, worrying. You know, they're, they're building him up for a stud career uh, at Waikato Stud um, later in 2020. So, um, yeah, although there was some thought that maybe he might even race on and and try and target a cop's plate. So, yeah, that'll be interesting to see what happens in the next 24, 48 hours with Superset. I think we've missed the headline, though. How good was Alligator Blood? The horse just keeps on winning. He's an absolute superstar. He's broken all their hearts, Alligator Blood. Right, man. Right, man. We weren't going to miss it. We, we were just been, it was next to, We missed the headline. It was next in the rundown. <laughs> and, uh, you're not a media man. You need to learn timing. You need to have a sense of theatre about this. All this is very build up in that, Rod. Disappointing. No, Alligator Blood, he was simply outstanding. He's the new Vogue Rogue. He's Vogue Rogue and Buffering mixed into one. Uh, we're just very excited up here in Queensland to have a, a very, very good horse on our hands. 
Oh, you're Queensland. You're a Queenslander, um, I suppose. Rog, where, what do you where do you sit, Rog? Like you've just travelled down. You've just moved from Victoria to Queensland and now back to Victoria. Yeah. So are you still a Queenslander? No, I'm, a, I'm obviously a Victorian. I still wear the big V with pride. Uh, literally, do have the big V uh, and did wear it last Friday night when the footy was on. But uh, I'm officially, as of yesterday, when I crossed the border from Albury into Wodonga, driving down uh, from Brisbane, I'm, I'm a Victorian once again. Uh, but I still love Alligator Blood. He is a genuine superstar and I uh, can't wait to see him in the All-Star Mile, which obviously moves. <coughs> Is not his target race. Well, listen, it, it, it is now. He, <laughs> he, he was super, and as Mitho just skulls his last mouthful of coffee there, um, you know, he was outstanding, alligator blood. I don't think any of us saw that coming. Like, he, he was. Yes, we did, Peter. Credit where credit's true. What, you saw him bowling away and winning like that, did you? Well, I think that was the prediction last week, Rog, wasn't it? What, uh, in, in the manner in which I, it happened? I was actually just trying my best not to get caught in the crossfire uh, if you guys started throwing a couple of haymakers at each other. The, the point to this, Peter, was that you didn't uh, let me get a word in to, to oh, finish off my, my prediction of what Alligator Blood would do to that Australian Guineas field at Flemington. And what I was going to say was that Ryan Maloney will dominate from front. He'll get clear at the 400 and he'll win as you like, which was exactly what happened. I think I was actually the one that pointed out that he's probably going to control it from the front there at some stage and get a soft run with her. We'll have to go you, back you, and... You were saying his peak run was coming up in the All-Star Mile. He was using this as a barrier trial. You've got to be kidding. Dave Van Dyke in tears afterwards. It, it meant so much to that team. Ryan Maloney's first group one. You just missed the occasion point blank last Thursday on this That's show. That's how good he is, Dave. you deserve a clip over the year for doing so. Group one's over these pop-up races every day of the week, Peter. You've got to be understanding, though. You say that you, know, you wouldn't, moods wouldn't let you get a word in. Getting a word in when you're on a tangent is the hardest thing in racing. Uh, now, obviously, that's how good Alligator Blood is, though. He goes out in a, a barrier trial and wins a Group 1. I mean, that's, that's just how good he is. He's a star. He is a genuine superstar, and we need to have posters. We need fan clubs. We need the Alligator masks. We need the lot. He is going to be around for a long time, and he's going to be our pin-up horse for a long time, and I love him. And well, what we we certainly hope so, but as we've seen the attrition rate with these other good horses the last week, uh, touch wood, cross fingers that we do have him around for a long time. And of course, uh, you talk about the mask, we need the alligator mask, Mitho. Well, they do have the shark hats, and they've had the shark hats since the, the Cox Plate Lower last year's Spring Carnival, full stop. And Tiaka Shark, you talk about great wins, that was an absolute cracker in the Chipping Norton. It was amazing. He was never going to win that race, wasn't he? Even the call, the call was spot on. Uh, he's in a bit of trouble here, the shark. And then as soon as that was said, he, he lengthened stride. He, he really attacked and he knows where the line is. And um, look, I've been a bit of a, you know, taken a while to warm up to the shark. A bit of a knock. You were letting the Tiakaka Shark Nark Club back in the spring. What a change of tune. Oh, you, oh, oh. you were having to jump the shark. Incredible. The I feel like I've been set up here. A shark Nark. I feel like I've been really set up. Um, and, yeah, I'm on these bandwagon too. I'll put a shark hat on, no problems. Mm. But I'm, I'm, I'm an alligator blood man first, and we've always known that. Who would win a fight out of an alligator and a shark, do you reckon? Oh, alligators beat sharks. They you reckon? Sharks. I don't know, it depends on the type of shark, really. Peter? Oh, mate, listen, I don't know. I've been surrounded by sharks all my life. I've worked with you for a long time. So, uh, sharks always scare me, but, yeah, I think an alligator. I'm with you. I'm with an alligator, but uh, 
God, that'd be a hell of a race. Wouldn't it wouldn't have been a great coup if they could have got the shark down here for the All Star Mile, and 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 you know, obviously both of them would then have to face the mighty uh, Quickster. Oh, yeah, exactly. The quickie, the quickie we haven't mentioned him yet this show. Which oh, is, uh, we're only, we're we're only eight minutes schedule. in, Miss. Thank you for time. Way behind schedule mentioning the quickster. He tried beautifully this week. But uh, it's, a bit, uh, it's a bit baffling as to why, and Rayman, you might have the answer to this, why wouldn't why wouldn't Kiakau Shark be going to the All-Star Mile? Instead, they seem to be um, lobbing into the Doncaster. He's a gelding, so there's no need for Group 1 status for stud career. No. Why wouldn't he go with the Mungus? No, he's not. Uh, Forget about Group 1s for stunt career, but I still think they wanted to pick that Group 1 box in Australia, get that win on the board. There's a lot of... It's not as though they're, not, they're racing for ribbons up in Sydney either. There's a lot of money up there as well. If he went to Doncaster, that's going to be a lot of caps as well. So I think they... It suited him to stay in Sydney the entire prep, pick off a few Group 1s, and he got to make some cash along the way as well. I think the key there, listening to Jamie Richards during the week, was the concern that Caulfield can throw up a firm track. Alligator... Uh, Tiakau Shark is obviously advantaged in a track with giving it or wet, and, and that was their genuine concern, because he'll go to the rider now as a lead-up to the Queen Elizabeth, and those races collectively, oh, well, the Queen Elizabeth's worth good money, but the riders, I would presume it's over a million dollars or something like that, and he could have run in the $5 million all-star mile, so uh, I think the track was the telling factor there. And if you, uh, and if you are a wet tracker, hang on, if you are a wet tracker, like he is, then you want to be running in Sydney over the championships, because it pisses down with absolute absolute regularity at that time of year up there. So no Doncaster moves? No, no. George Ryder, I believe, and then into the uh, Queen of Elizabeth. I suppose you'd get a fair bit of weight in the Doncaster now. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. I, I still would be shocked if they, if they ran Doncaster and then backed up into Queen Elizabeth, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Sorry? And I was just going to move on. If we're ready to move on, I'm just going to quickly say Probabile in the surround stakes. What do you make of that? Oh, well, it was a big weekend for Jamie Richards and the Tiako stable out of Matamata in New Zealand. Uh, not only to the Shark getting the job done and the Chipping Norton, but Probabile, she was super in the Group 1 surround. Admittedly, she had fitness on her side on taking on Funstar. But on the home turn, Funstar went past, let down and, and put a gap on Probabile, who was off the bridle in all sorts of bother, and, but knuckled down the last little bit to nail her on the line. And one would think, as they get up and trip, uh, the daughter of Savabile will uh, probably improve, uh, but admittedly so will Funstar. So I think they're down to clash in the Farlap Stakes at Rose Hill on route to the Group 1 uh, Vinery Stakes in about a month's time, those two fillies. So that's going to be a great clash uh, those two three-year-old fillies. A big weekend for Kiwis. Obviously, we had James McDonald on last week, and uh, so we had probably we had Tauka Shark, and then J Mac rode the winner in the last, like he told us. Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, he copped a he copped a bit of buffering on the on the horse imaging early in the day that he he tipped us up, and I spoke to Chris Waller the next morning actually at the uh, Melbourne Premier Sales, and he he uh, he reiterated James' thoughts about imaging. He said, "Look, I'm really excited about this horse, but uh, uh, Glenn Boss, uh, lucky not to get two months for the job he did on on uh, J Mac and and imaging in that race earlier in the day uh, last weekend. So um, that um, that horse didn't get the prize, but it caused a few headlines." with uh, Bossy out for a month and um, back for the slipper, I believe. So he, he got it reduced by a day to be back for the slipper, but uh, he's he's out for a, a good few weeks, mate. Well, there's no doubt in G Boss's uh, intestinal fortitude at the moment. He, he dead set looked to turn him sideways to get out on his horse. So uh, good, strong, competitive riding, I would have called. I thought he's a bit harsh. But, well, listen. Uh, what? If, if, like putting, a, putting one sideways as it's making its run 
when you're trying to get get off heels and you're snooking. Well, what about if you if you were on G bosses, you would have uh, would have been more than happy to see. You put it down to bad luck and you move on. You don't. That's almost dangerous riding. Oh, you terrible. can't encourage that sort of behaviour. Good competitive riding. Just, um, good, good to see it. And so you mentioned you spoke to uh, to Chris Waller, Mitho. So so Waller was speaking to you because he's blanked moods on the text when we tried to get him on today. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Is he dirty on him for any lack of advice with Nature Strip? Or I, I don't understand. Well, he's blaming Peter. In that conversation, I said, the Nature Strip, he said, well, Peter's training it and he's doing a really bad job. If you just let, if you just let me do the job, we might be half a chance. But I've got, I've got an owner there that's getting frustrated. I've got Peter training the horse. Uh, I, I just need a bit of a chop out. Can you have a chat to him? So I, I didn't get a chance to mention that to you, Peter. But if you could just, just delete his number out of your phone and stop ringing for his wallet, um, he'd appreciate it. Yeah, well, if I was training him, he would have been running in the new market with 58. We wouldn't have been worried about that. We wouldn't have run back to Sydney with our tail between our legs. Don't worry about that. <laughs> oh, there's a real tension brewing between T. Moody and, uh, uh, and this, this training partnership of Moody and Waller, it could be on the ropes, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Introducing Switch from Ladbrokes. Switch gives you the power to pick your promotion, giving you more of what you want to bet on racing. Available on all racing codes. The power to switch things up is in your hands. Find it in your Ladbrokes locker today. Ladbrokes. Back yourself. T's and C supply. See ladbrokes.com.au for details. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. All right, time to talk uh, the first of Group 1s because it is a four-Group 1 Saturday and we're going to take a look first at the Randwick Guineas. And this is a wide-open Randwick Guineas. Rayman, it's about $4.40 the field hero uh, here with uh, Shadow Hero, the favourite. Yeah, the scratching a super set really threw this market on its head. Shadow Heroes now the new favourite at $4.40. Castelvecchio's $5.50. Microphone's there at $6.50. Then you've got Last Up Winner Brandenburg at $8. So the scratching of super set really opens this race right up. I thought super set looked like a stone cold moral. And now I think it becomes a little bit of a lottery. Because like a lot of these horses, even like a horse like Shadow Hero, Castelvecchio, they're definitely better over further. Like the Rose Hill Guineas is their main target. Can they pick up a ram with guineas on the way? We've seen it happen before. But a horse I still don't mind at the price is Microphone. Has drawn very, very sticky with Bowman in the saddle. But I just still think it's the horse that might be better suited over a mile. And I think it might still prove to be the class galloper. So I'm okay with Microphone at 60. Yeah, couldn't uh, couldn't agree with you more. I thought Microphone was the one as well. But let's get the thoughts of uh, the soon-to-be uh, active trainer, Moods. Who do you like here? Well, you would have studied it deeply. No, well, well, fair to Let's let's line them up. How many of these would run a placing in the Cox Plate? One of them. Mm, okay. One of them. We saw the Cox Plate formed Frank last weekend over a mile with Tiago Sharp. Uh, Castle Vecchio, for mine, he's just far and away the best horse in the race. I know he's probably looking for two thousand metres, but uh, I think he's just too good for him. He, he's too classy. Uh, the extra 200 metres, Randwick, where he is a Group 1 winner over a mile as a two-year-old. Um, yeah, I mean, he's corner far and away. I can't believe that he's 9-2. Uh, to two. Uh, You know, yep. Can I ask Rayman to do him a form for me? Um, I, I just last start, you know, Castlevecchio gets beaten by Brandenburg. Yeah. Are we overlooking the obvious last start winner, Brandenburg, being um, in good form, uh, bobbed up at 30-1, to one, but forget the prices... Um, is, is, is he the horse that's 
ready for the mile, in good form, and I appreciate your point, Moods. I think Carson Vecchio, best horse in the race, but sometimes you've got to think, well, this isn't his grand final, this isn't his peak performance. Um, Brandenburg for me, but I, I want you to talk me out of it, uh, Ryan, man. No, I don't, I don't hate it there, Myth. I think at $8 it is a good bet. I personally would rather be on Brandenburg than the likes of Castlevecchio and Shadow here at the current prices. Uh, I, I don't think it's got the class of the other runners, but I just think it might be better set up at the mile than these other two. So I definitely don't hate that as well, Myth. I won't be talking you out of it. Okay, it's one of those races, so I reckon uh, the rod side interrupted. It's going to be one of those races. Around with guineas, it, it's, it's a group one, and everyone wants to win them, and you've got a colt, you're trying to set up a stallion career with a, a, a three-year-old to win a, a, a guineas like this. It, it just hasn't been able to produce the real good horse, the Ramwick guineas, I don't reckon, in, in, in the last history, would say, over the last ten years. But... Uh, yeah, and I've <coughs> Sorry, just had something caught in my throat there. He yeah. I think it produced an Australian Horse of the Year and Dissident. Who hasn't got on, on with it at start? Oh, well, listen, uh, no, no, you were talking about racetrack, weren't you? No, no, I was talking about the stadium careers. Oh, right. And, and, and horses oh. that go on after winning the Ramwood Guineas. There's oh. not been one. The beers. Well, we're talking, we're a racing show, mate. We're not a breeding show. Get over yourself. It's a, de it's a dead deal. Has it produced we're, the stadium? We're a racing show, not a it's breeding a show. You want to go and watch some other bastard on some other program if you want to talk breeding. This is a racing show. The Ramwick Guineas has turned out good horses and one that I happen to know quite well is Australian Horse of the Year. So get a good hard grip of yourself sitting there on the couch. You'll only need two fingers, not two hands. And hang on tight. Yeah, yeah. Peter? I was just making the point that as a stallion-making race, no, it, no, it, it no. hasn't done it. Oh, stallion. We can move on from that pretty quickly if well, you like. Well, the Australian Guineas the was a great stallion-making race last weekend, wasn't it? Gilding won it. Yeah, know. exactly. <laughs> exactly, because this is a racing show and we're happy to see it happen. Well, Castle Vecchio, best horse in it. Um, maybe you stick with that. I, I'm, I'm not against that idea, Peter, but um, Brandenburg, the, the, the form horse. Uh, Rog, what do you reckon? Yeah, I'm with uh, Rayman, actually. I, I quite like microphone, but it's a really wide-open race, and uh, I think it should be a pretty good race, too. Uh, Castle Vecchio, obviously, like Mood said, a Cox Plate place getter. Uh, everyone, I think, agrees probably the best horse in the race, but uh, maybe the best horse won't win. Let's move on. Uh, it would be a great story before we do Conqueror. Um, the, the horse for Hayes um, with uh, Rails Ryan Maloney riding. Uh, it'd be great to see him win two guineas in a row. I think it's his only ride at Ramwick, uh, flicking through the fields quickly. Um, but he gets an opportunity to ride um, another Group 1 guineas uh, a week later. So good luck to uh, Ryan Maloney. Absolutely. Now let's look at the uh, Group 1 Canterbury Stakes. A pretty small field going around here. The Bostonian returns after a huge winter up in Queensland. Uh, last year, two group ones. Elise uh, is obviously perhaps headed to the All-Star Mile, although it looks unlikely. Savitiano uh, is, is there in the market as well, so strong good old for hand. But standout right down the bottom uh, is the standout in the market, Rain Man, because it's the $2.40 favourite with Ladbrokes. Yeah, it's a small field, this Roche, but I still think it's a really interesting race. The market zeroed in on those three there, Standout, Savitiano and Elise. And this will be another good test of the three-year-old crop because Standout did beat the other horses in the expressway. Now gets the chance to win a group one in uh, Wade Frage level. I'm not sure I can have it quite as short as the $2.40. The horse I'm going to fall into here is Elise. I just think she is the proven group one performer in this field. 
She was probably a little bit unlucky in the breakaway stakes first up, but then last up, she was really, really impressive there. I just think third up, she might be ready to peak here. I just think she's a proven performer at this level. So I, I like all three of them. Wouldn't be surprised if any of the three win, but I'm sticking with Elise. Well, well, this is one of those races that's popped up on the Australian Group 1 calendar, sort of for no other reason than the breeders wanted to put it on for themselves. Would that be correct, Anthony? And, um, you know, like the Canterbury Stakes run in conjunction with the Newmarket Handicap down in Melbourne, like, really, fair dinkum. Uh, you know, we're using genuine lead-ups to good races as putting on Group 1s now, and we're as guilty in Victoria as they are in New South Wales. Why this is a Group 1, I'm not sure. There's genuine Group 1 horses in it, don't take get it wrong, but why this race is a Group 1, really... Like, we've got that many Group 1s in Australia, fair dinkum, we need to start hand-picking a few of these out. I would be happy to win it, I'd be happy enough to have a runner that was good enough to run in it, but I'm still questioning why it is a Group 1. Uh, probably a little bit with you, Rain Man, Elise is the proven performer, but the three-year-olds have seem to have had the wood on the older horses all season. Uh, standout, uh, Gerald Ryan, I just wonder whether they really primed him for that first up win how much improvement is actually in him i'm not sure i'd love to see uh, from a victorian perspective be good to your mother daniel bowman declan bates gone up there um is he a horse that's going to appreciate a little bit more given the ground than he got at caulfield the other day um is he targeting this because it isn't the strongest screw one field going well, qu quite possibly quite possibly so uh, we've seen elise been uh sort of even brought about a little bit of undoing in these smaller tactical races. Is she a big race performer? Savitiano was super the other day. I've really got no idea here. Um, nah, sitting on the fence, splinters in me ass. no idea whatsoever. I'm the other three-year-old standout. I think um, yeah, four out of five, he's a, he's a star on the rise. Um, and uh, Gerald Ryan's managing him extremely well, given, sorry to mention the breeding, but he is a colt and he needs to be managed. And he's found his group one that he's going to pop off in fine style on Saturday and uh, head off to the breeding barn with the group one alongside his name. So um, well done to them. And I agree with your moods. It's uh, I, I, I looked at it and thought, Hang on, oh, is this a Group 2 or Group 3? And when I saw Group 1, I was, um, I thought, oh, that's right. They've turned this into a Group 1 race. There's only seven in it. It's off 500,000. It's going to slip through the map. And I, I, I have to agree with you. It's a, it's a, it's a breeder's Group 1, not a, not a, not a punter's Group 1. Um, but nonetheless, it'll be an intriguing race to watch. Elise, the obvious danger. And I'm with you, uh, Daniel Bowman. It'd be great to see it, um, to be good to your mother. Uh, get the job done again after winning the Rupert Clark uh, in the spring. All right, standout for Mitho, Elise for the Rain Man, Splinters for Moody, but leaning toward Elise. I'm leaning toward Elise, uh, but I've got to admit I also don't have much of an idea. Let's move to an actual Group Two race now, uh, which is full of Group One performers. Which is full of Group One. I actually thought this was a Group One until uh, until yesterday. Uh, we've got the Challenge Stakes. Uh, we've got um, Sandra out of lane, Nature Strip. Uh, Moots' uh, horse so will obviously get the lowdown from Peter Moody on Nature Strip. Now it's travelling into this one. Red Zell, Ball of Muscle. Uh, you know, it, this is a, a, a cracking field, Ray Man. And uh, where's the early money going? Are they Have they forgiven Nature Strip yet? Well, they're a forgiving bunch of punters, and they have forgiven Nature Strip. He's been 210 into a $1.95, easily the best backed early. Red Zell on the second line of betting, he's been 440 out to $4.60. And then deprives the other horse in single figure odds at 
obviously an interesting race. Nature's trip a thousand metres always tough to beat, but can you dive in at the dollar ninety five after last start? I personally won't be. And probably the, the other two horse in the race is Santa Ana Lane at the six dollars. I think it's the best free trip. It's, it can be the best spring trip this field. A thousand metres probably short of its best. Uh, Red Zell's one of the this track and trip in the past. And Deprive is a spring trip on the rise as well. So it's an interesting race, but I'm not sure I'll be uh, getting too invested from a betting perspective. Going to piss down in Sydney too uh, for the rest of the week and into Saturday. So uh, it's going to be a wet track, which, as we know, well, suits a few of these, but certainly suits the likes of Red Zell. Yeah, well, he's been a super sprinter, hasn't he? With uh, cut nice at, his track, too. yeah, with cut out of the ground and back to his home track at Randwick. Uh, yeah, listen, Santa Ana Lane's looked big at the trials. He's trialled particularly well at Werribee, then up in Sydney last week. Uh, but he's looked big in condition. I just wonder whether he will need a run to bring him on. His goal will be the TJ Smith, as will a few of these in a in a month or five weeks' time. Um, Nature's trip, dollar ninety-five. Well, I thought he could win the Lightning the other day, and he let us all down. Since he's been removed from my care and taken back to Rose Hill in Sydney, uh, I've sort of lost touch. And the fact that Chris didn't return my call last night, I'm sort of a little bit heartbroken and loath to jump back on Nature's trip. I feel a little bit unloved at the moment. So you know how Sad's felt when he lost. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just not under where I sit in the Nature Strip camp. I'm not. I'm not sure whether I'm still a part of the team or not. Whether they've dropped me. Um, You know, can a speedster like Miss Leonidas or I am immortal? Can they upset the apple cart here? You would think hard. Jungle Edge. We love him to death. Heavy eighteen. Yeah, brings into it. I'm going to throw. I'm a little bit rain managed deprived. I'm going to land on Deprive at the value. Uh, eight runners each way. He's going to be four to one, nine to two, and maybe him as the new boy on the block. Mitho? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit of a um, throw the balls in the air and see how they land race. Uh, weather is going to be all important. What are we thinking about the track? Wet. No, I reckon heavy eight, I would imagine, at least. Yeah, I, 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 of course you haven't even mentioned Red Zell. Um, yeah, what, what, no, we have no, mentioned I did, him. I did mention Redzell quite heavily uh, at a couple of minutes ago, Mitho, but thanks for paying attention. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Were, you, were you having a little yawn then? You convinced me. Uh, were you having a little yawn then, were you? Sorry, you missed that. Yeah, we said it's his favourite track and his favourite conditions. Another, I actually had another call came up with distracting me as to why that bloke was rearing me, so uh, I no. wasn't thinking. Um, I'm going to go with Redzell if it's a wet track. I'm, I'm happy to happy to be there um, and hope that uh, hope that Sandra and Elaine can run well because I'm with you, Moots. I was at the Werribee Trials with you, actually, and mm. we saw... Sandra Adelaine, and, and he's taken a while, this preparation. I think he's surprised the uh, Friedman boys that he's taken a while just to come on. I reckon when he hits his straps, he'll be right. The TJ Smith is the race, but I'll be very interested to see how he runs and whether he's uh, he's on track or as a seven-year-old, rising eight, he, he, his best might be behind him. But um, one one last prep for Nature's Trip at his best. I'd, uh, for Sandra Adelaine, sorry, I'd, I'd like to think so. So um, it'll be a good race. We'll uh, barrack for Redzell. All right, Redzell for Mitho, Redzell for me. Mood, you're going to deprive. Rayman, was it deprived for you? Yeah, I'll have to drive on top. Introducing Same Race Multi from Ladbrokes. Combine picks from the same race to get even greater odds. Available now on Thoroughbred and Greyhound races, Same Race Multi allows you to choose the finishing positions of multiple runners to finish anywhere in the top four. Find it now on its own tab in the Ladbrokes race car. Ladbrokes.
back yourself. T's and C's apply. See labbrokes.com.au for details. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Let's move now to Flemington and we'll kick off the two group ones down there with the Newmarket Handicap. Traditionally such a fantastic race. This is no exception. Uh, Tommy, five bucks the field. Looks an absolute ripper. Yeah, you're exactly right, Rog. Bivouac and Exceedance, both $5 favourites. Bit of money around. Loving Gumby was $5, back out to $5.50. Then you've got Geetrier at $8. Satori, $9.50. The inevitable $9.50. It is a stacked race. Really looking forward to it on Saturday. Yeah, uh, Guy Trash, my favourite. Uh, <laughs> of course, last start, uh, Group 1 winner. So, uh, obviously beat Nature Strip. How do you, you see this one panning out, Moods? Bivouac. Uh, we know how good he is, but uh, perhaps a, a little bit, uh, well, not a disappointing last start. Well, it, it's pulled together arguably the best sprinting three-year-olds in Australia, with maybe the exception being standout running in Sydney in the Challenge Stakes. You've got the trifecta from the Coolmore Stud Stakes on Derby Day here in uh, Exceedance, Bivouac, and uh, Anthony Cummings' filly, uh, what's her name? Uh, Libertini. And then maybe the best of them all in Loving Gabby. She's the one that has been out into open company. Uh, we've seen Bivouac there once. He failed. Um, Exceedance, we haven't seen him yet. Loving Gabby, we saw her run exceptional down the straight in the Lightning, I thought. And uh, also behind Nature Strip in the Dali Classic back in the spring. So uh, I'm with Loving Gabby, to be honest. Are we... Looking away from the obvious in Guitra, who's undefeated down the straight, dominant older horse, very good galloper. But uh, I've got to say, if she gets the right run, I'm with Loving Gabby. I think she's the one they've got to beat. Uh, great respect for Guitra and obviously, uh, you know, Bivouac exceedance, you know, where, where do you start and stop? Uh, the interesting runner for me on his resumption is probably a horse like the Inevitable. How's he going to return? Has he improved? He's a little bloke, but he was a tenacious tiger all last preparation. And size of yeah, and his only failure was in the Golden Eagle, but this is a big step up for him, I think. So, uh, yeah, I'm loving Gabby. Um, as long as it's not a disadvantage, she's drawn low. As long as that's not going to be a disadvantage. She drew high the other day, and Guitra won down low. So I'm hoping that that's not the advantage. She's drawn with Guitra this time to follow him all the way, I think. Right, man. Well, yeah, I think it's a very open race. I'm going to stick with the uh, three-year-olds as well. I'll probably be backing both Exceedance and Bivouac here. Just because I think one of their... I think they're the elite of the elite. I think Loving Gabby is very, very good. I think either Exceedance or Bivouac will go to a level that she won't be able to match. Um, if I've got to pick between the two, probably Bivouac just because of the fitness edge. But it's a great race. Happy to be on them both. I can't wait for this race. It's going to be an absolute ripper with these three-year-olds going head-to-head. Mood, you, you, you've summed it up brilliantly. Those uh, first three in the Coolmore um, throw in Loving Gabby. Uh, I think Loving Gabby, I, I'm not sure I'm going to tip her, but I reckon she's the three-year-old that's going to be best advantaged by being a three-year-old um, under this weight scale because she's a big hulking filly uh, and she will be- best benefit from that weight relief. Uh, feel like she's got this post stamp on her back and um, can really see her finish you know, finish well and, and be, be right in this up to her ears. Um, she's a beautiful big filly um, and, and ran so well first up. So uh, for one of a tip, I'm, I'm going at Quinella, Loving Gabby and Exceedance. I just think Team Hawks 
Um, they'll, they'll have this horse absolutely spot on. They understand the significance of, uh, of those stud careers for these three-year-old Colts. Um, he's the last start Cornwall stud stakes winner. Um, they've been very patient with him. They've been driven mad by all and sundry as to where this horse is going and where he's going to be first up. And they've held their nerve and, and just waited for the horse to tell them they've chosen this race. Uh, to, 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 to go to um, they could have been Sydney, they could have waited they, they obviously feel that he's spot on, uh, it's a good draw um, I, I just think um, he's the he's the really classy colt that we got to see last spring and I can't wait to see him step out first first up here in, in um, what is you know, probably the best sprint race that Australia puts on for, for um, all age horses so um, I'm, I'm really excited about it and uh, yeah, exceedance just from Loving, loving Gabby. I'm forgiving Bivouac and uh, I'm going with uh, him yet again just because I think he is a, a star, but what a great race it'll be. I wouldn't be surprised uh, if anyone got up in this race. Let's move to the Australian Cup now and uh, Moods, uh, how many Australian Cups did you win? Uh, just, just the one. one, just the one, I think. 2012? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Val Declare, the Melbourne Cup winner, resumes here, so the first look we'll see at him since. Uh, since that magnificent win on the first Tuesday in November, Avilius uh, is the favourite, but um, Kingswell Dream has been super and his two runs is prep. It looks like a cracker. Ray, man, where's the money going? Yeah, Avilius early. Avilius opened 450, just crunched right into 370 very quickly. He's back out to $4 now, but still the clear favourite. Obviously, any wet, tr- any wet tracks in Melbourne definitely suit him. He does love the wet. He's on the quick backup from the Jimmy Norton Stakes last week where his run was probably better than it looks on paper because he really did storm high, but he just wasn't as good as Tiaka Sharp. So he's right in this race. I've been keen on Kingsville Dream all preparation long. I think he's ready to peak in this contest. I think Ray was excellent. He's improved again in the Peter Young, and I think 2,000 metres at Flemington's ideal for him, where he won the Turnbull in the in the spring. So I'm pretty keen here. Kingsville Dream at six dollars fifty. You did cut out just briefly there when you said you think uh, something about Kingsville Dream, but the listeners won't really give a shit about that, mate. But uh, what do you think? Uh, what do you reckon, Mitho? Uh, look, I'm gonna. I reckon Mirage Dancer. Uh, I, I, I loved his run in the Peter Young. Um, absolute flashing light run uh, from that horse. Uh, up to a trip, they they had a little look at the all stakes first up, just in case he could he could uh, he, he could do the uh, Stephen Bradbury and be last man standing and and win a fourteen hundred metre Group One race. But that was just a pipe opener for him and a pipe dream probably. But you know, out to a trip of the eighteen hundred metres of Peter Young, he showed his true colours. He was beaten under a length. Um, he's he's I love these horses that have um, obviously shown a bit of talent in the spring at their first trip out from Europe. Um, he was the you know, parachute drop-in horse uh, last spring um, out of Europe. Uh, he's had that time to acclimatise now. Usually moods, you're, you're a bit better judge than me, but those second prep for those horses that have come out of Europe, uh, they can improve if, if, they're, if they're made of the right stuff. And I, I thought that run in the Peter Young show that Mirage Dancer was made of the right stuff. And I can see this horse uh, absolutely eating up uh, Flemington and, and that 2,000 metres, big straight, lots of room and getting out and eating up the line. Yeah, well, I don't disagree with you there. It, it, um, 
What's this horse, Suzuka Devious, this Japanese horse? Is it now trained in Australia, or does it still have a Japanese trainer, or what's its bloody story? Yeah, it's still got a Japanese trainer, but it's in here for an eternity now, so I'm not quite sure about that situation either, but it's, uh, it's an interesting one. Yeah, uh, I don't think it'll win this race. Yeah, no, I just wonder what it's still doing, punching around. Avilius, a big ask. It's older than you, Boots. Exactly. Avilius, a big ask. He's got to butter up after seven days and travel from Sydney back to Melbourne for this race. So was that a little bit of an afterthought there? I'm just not 100% sure. Vow and Declare, the reports have him going phenomenal. Uh, and Craig Williams' report on his work during the week. Um, you know, can he win this first up? Uh, I was with Regal Power the other day. I thought the run was tremendous at Caulfield. And down the bottom, the filly that actually uh, beat him at uh, Caulfield, Miss Siska, is in a great vein of form as well. So, very interesting race. I think you could have three or four picks here and still miss it. But uh, I'm going to go with the Wizard of the West, Willie Pike, to get his Group 1 in Melbourne on uh, Regal Power. I think he's uh, each way odds, each way all day. Will be storming home extremely hard. But a big watch on the Melbourne Cup winner, Vow and Declare. Two weeks in a row. Drink what you like, moods. Yes. Yeah, well, we're having a schooner here at the Emerald Hotel, South Melbourne, Melbourne's Racing Hotel at about 9.30 a.m., so uh, why not? Spot on. Uh, I'm going to go with Kingsville Dream, uh, like uh, you, Rain Man. I, I, I thought he's been absolutely super last two starts, and I, I mean, I just think back into Flemington will uh, eat it up. We've lined up on just about every tip uh, this week, Rhodes, which absolutely terrifies me. <laughs> I feel pretty good about it myself, but uh, either way, I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go Kingsville Dream. I was looking forward to asking Chris Waller uh, about uh, him, but unfortunately, as we've previously mentioned, completely brushed us. And I don't think he's... No, 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 no. He's blanked moves. Don't, don't put us in the same basket. I mean, when one man ruins a, ruins a relationship, we, I don't think the rest of us can be um, blamed for that there, Roger. Oh, I've got feelings, you know. Introducing Switch from Ladbrokes. Switch gives you the power to pick your promotion, giving you more of what you want to bet on racing. Available on all racing codes. The power to switch things up is in your hands. Find it in your Ladbrokes locker today. Ladbrokes. Back yourself. T's and C supply. See ladbrokes.com.au for details. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Before we get to the best bets, we're going to kick it off with Moody's Mailbag. Now, you can uh, email any questions in uh, to ask any of the list, uh, any of uh, the co-hosts really? here, but uh, generally you'll probably be after uh, Peter Moody's opinion. But uh, Mark in Berwick uh, emailed moodymailbag at gmail.com. Myself and three friends are flying up from Melbourne for our annual Stradbroke pilgrimage. It's Queensland's greatest sun. Where are the best racing pubs to celebrate after the races? Well, there's really only one choice, isn't there? Well, there's, there's two. There's two within proximity of the race course. You've got the Hamilton Hotel on the end of Racecourse Road there, and you've also got the Breakfast Creek Hotel, uh, the, 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 the time honoured uh, while you're in Queensland. So, uh, what about you know, the listen, pineapple? The, what about the pineapple? The, pine- side of the, river, the pineapple's the football pub. Uh, right. the, the Story Bridge is the Sunday night pub, but we're talking right. Saturday night after the races. 
the uh, Hammer or the or the Brecky Creek, uh, undoubtedly. And the bro- I, I'm going to throw in an honourable mention for the Aussie Nash Hotel outstanding oh, yeah. pub. Even, on a Saturday night, you might even run into me there. Yeah, uh, I would have thought that's more your Saturday afternoon watching the races. Uh, I'd, I'd be going the creek, that's for sure. Uh, just uh, We'll get one other question also from Mark here. Um, who are the trainers, jockeys, least likely to shout a beer? Oh. Oh. Most jockeys don't like getting Most a jockey. roll out. Most jockeys. Um, well, Ollie, Ollie's known to be quite careful with his money, isn't he, Mitha? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think he, he, he'd have his first, I reckon. Yeah, what about uh, trainer? Who's, who's, the, who's the misery in the trainer's uh, ranks? Uh, you wouldn't... I, I, no, I don't know about the trainers. Most of them would get involved in a shout. I don't think they'd be first to shout. Most of them would be looking for the owner to put their hand in their pocket, like they do uh, to to support their livelihood. But um, yeah, they they participate, mainly mainly because they felt they had to. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know, Moots. You'd be you'd be better place because you know in your fraternity, who's the bloke that sort of you know just get the got the deep pockets and the short arms when it comes to mm. stand at the bar. Yeah, question with, question without notice. So we'll have to go back. Well, to... We might we might touch on it next week. I can yeah. go into bat a bit for Moods here. Though, no one always throwing the bus anyway. No, nah. yeah. Moods is uh, generally pretty generous shouting the beer. So good to see him back in the training ranks. All right, we'll go to the best bets. I'm going to kick it off just so no one can accuse me of copying Tom. Uh, I'm going to go race four number one Spanish Reef. I said it was going well uh, when it ran third a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it's won at Flemington four times, placed two others in eight starts there. I think it's ready to fly third up and at $5. I think it uh, been a, a tough week for Kenny Keys, but I think uh, Spanish Reef might bring a smile to his face in the fourth moods. Can we just get that recording of Mitho picking his nose there? He just had his finger implanted in his nasal passage up to his second knuckle. Uh, must have been scratching the back of his head. Um, he's obviously trying to entertain his granddaughter or something there oh and a big boogie on the end of it hooked under the nail so good boy um i'm in the same race actually yes. uh, i'm taking you on i'm with graceful glamour i found her at caulfield the other day only probably slight concern is the jock change benny Malum replaces tim clark tim was quite vigorous in getting to the front and controlling the other day i just hope ben rides her with the same uh, tenacity i'm not doubting ben's ability but just not the knowledge of the horse so uh Hopefully, Graceful Glamour, she's got to work a bit to get across from the draw, leads, controls, and wins that same race. Mitho? I'm going for the Rosemont, no, not so roughy, uh, Iconoclasm in race five at Flemington. Um, he's first up, he loves it fresh, uh, he's been working brilliantly, he's in the informed Daddy stable, and uh, Craig Williams up, drawn drawn nicely in seven, can uh, can come across, be up on speed, and uh, as long as that's no disadvantage there at Flemington on Saturday um, handles all conditions. Uh, I like him a bit uh, on Saturday. Our boy Iconoclasm, uh, the son of Turak Toff, to get the job done. And Rayman, yours. Hopefully not in race four at Flemington. No, race seven. I don't mind yours, yours though, Rog. I'm race seven, number three, Tenley. A bit of value at the $8. She was uh, really good as a two-row. was outstanding first up to Piper and Tracy. Probably should have won. Should have won. This is the more open race in the market. She's a great bet at $8. Tenley for Godolphin. All right, Tenley in race seven for the Rain Man. Iconoclism for Mytho. Moody and Aldridge head-to-head in race four with Spanish Reef and Graceful Glamour. Don't forget, if you do want to uh, send in a question, uh, head to moodymailbag at gmail.com and email it in. Uh, gentlemen, 
thank you very much yet again for your time. It's been a tough morning on the roads, Moods. You've got to brave the, brave the traffic and get out to the airport now. Uh, don't forget, download, subscribe, tell your friends uh, about the show. And, uh, and Moods? Chris Waller just called me. I'm back in the team. He's uh, apologised for not uh, getting on the show this morning. He's a bit busy with Nature Strip. He was just taking him for a walk and a pick. Asked me my thoughts. I've told him quietly what I thought. Can't nothing for the press. But the one thing I did tell him is, Chris, let fast horses run fast. Ladbrokes, back yourself.